Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. All right, so this is an extra special episode for me because this is the first time I'm doing two things. It's the first time that I'm going to be talking about a service-based MLM. Most of the things I talk about are product-based, but this is a service-based MLM. And it's the first time that I am talking to a man who is in MLM, who oddly enough, men are the minority in this industry. So this is really interesting. And I cannot wait to talk to this amazing person who we've been friends for a long time. He's followed me for a long time. And I, I value his, his, his input and his the way that he approaches things and his comments and he's great. And so I just wanted to introduce, introduce, introduce my friend, Russ Nielsen. How you doing? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Glad to be here. I'm super happy to have you. I, I like I said, men are the minority in multi-level marketing. Um, I was doing some statistical research before we, uh, we started talking and honestly, it's about 26% of men, but what I saw in these studies that I was looking at is it's just slowly incrementally increasing by like, just like minute percentages, but it started in like the 24% back in like early two thousands. And now it's, it's almost closer to 27%. So it is growing more men are coming into this industry. Um, and so I'm really excited to hear your perspective, how you got into this industry, what the, the perspective of, of, the, of the services and, and how predatory they are in a completely different way. Um, and I'm, I'm just really excited to, maybe we have some male listeners that listen and go, oh my God, I'm, I'm in a, a service-based pyramid scheme. Oh my God. So I think your voice is really valuable. So as always, please tell me where you were when multi-level marketing came into your life, what was going on, and how they got you. Yeah, so I was working as a civilian contractor on Buckley Air Force Base in uh, July 2006. I was with the company for four years. We were dealing with uh, uniforms, BDUs, that that kind of stuff, and it was a very intense environment. You were expected to know what you needed to do when you walked in there. They didn't want to babysit you. They, they didn't want to have to tell you what to do. You should not have to be told what's expected. So you go in there, you work, you do your job, and you go home. We, were, we went in at 5 o'clock in the morning, and we didn't leave until maybe about 1.30, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's a, that's an early day. Yeah. <laughs> and I was sleep deprived. I was aging rapidly. The stress of the environment was increasing because a lot of our servicemen and women at that time were in Iraq and things during that time were not going very well. Right. So there was a lot of anger right. and a lot of frustration, a lot of tension, and it was killing me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there was a lot of bureaucracy that just increased the frustration, and I was looking for a way out. So 
I'm at Sunday morning services and I see a guy I met at a previous event, maybe a couple of months earlier. And I recognize him. I go up to him. I say hello. And um, we have you know, a little conversation. I pull out my phone because I see a text pulls up. And he says, oh, by the way, how much are you uh, paying every month for that phone service? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you're walking through Costco and they're like, let's just talk to me really quick. And I'm like, uh, no. What? Yeah. Like you're, asked- you're answering your phone and he's like, real quick, let me just ask you about your comparable rates on your phone rates. Like what's, what, what's going on there? Yeah. What a weird so- question. Exactly. Okay, so I was a bit taken aback by it, and I look at myself. Well, I'm paying forty five bucks for unlimited services. Why? He says, "Well, how how would you like to pay twenty for that?" And I raise my eyebrows. I'm like, "Well, who wouldn't? This is expensive, right?" He says, right. "Who wouldn't want to cut your bill in half, <laughs> right?" I mean, these are, and that, that's a lot of things. Like, these are a lot of questions, like, people in these industries ask you, like, very, like, basic, like, like, wouldn't you want to make more money? Wouldn't you want to be happier? Wouldn't you want to live in a bigger house? Who would say no to any of those very basic questions? Like, yes, of course, I want to make more money. Yes, of course, I would like to save half of my bill. It, they, they really ask some of the most ridiculous, like, I mean, they're literally designed these questions are designed to get you to engage in conversation and, and, and be open to this pitch ultimately. Yeah. So he invites me over to his apartment clubhouse, which I think at that time, because it was a public space, I felt a lot better. I would not have gone to his apartment directly because I didn't know him very well. Oh yes. Right. That's, that's another good point. Never follow a stranger to a second location. Like, like, Go to a public place and stay there. Yep. So um, he talks to me about this service called ACN, which stands for American Communications Network. And it's supposed to be the alternative to phone services. It's, it's, it's phone services that cuts your phone bill in half because it's not part of the big networks because they don't advertise that's what makes them Ah. affordable so they're not spending money all that money on advertising so they don't have to add it into their their service price exactly okay so (laughs) so i'm looking i'm like you're like that makes sense okay i'm listening yeah Yeah. so another surface answer (laughs) or another surface yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so he pulls out some a couple of propaganda videos Mm-hmm. And one of the propaganda videos talks about the actual service itself and how it saves money. And one of the services they had was called VoIP, which stands for Voice Over Internet Protocol. Okay. It's kind of like Skype on your own little computer, but like the the com- the computer setup uh, that showed looked like something you see from Star Trek. Okay. So what's the benefit of using this service over just using Skype, which is free? Well. At the time, Skype was fairly new. Okay. All right. Right. This is 2006. That's right. Yes. So we're going back like 15 years here. Wow. Exactly. Oh my God, 15 years. 
makes me uh-huh. feel old. Anyway, so 15 years ago. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm back now where I'm back to where we were. I'm sorry. Continue. 15 years ago. So I look at that and I say, well, that's pretty interesting. Okay. So I'm just nodding my head, you know, being, you know, taking all the information in. And afterwards, you know, he kind of looks at me and I'm like, wow, that's very interesting. So he puts in another propaganda video. And these were people that were like at the top of the business. Okay. So he opens up the opportunity to go, look at, look at this cool thing that I'm offering you. And then the next video is... And here's the proof of how it works. Yeah. So a lot of these people who are at the top, they would tell sob stories. <laughs> they would say, I was broke. I was down on my luck. I lost my job. I had no money. Living in a van down by the river. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <pretty> much. <laughs> and then they, like, a very good friend introduced me to the ACN opportunity. And at first I was skeptical. I asked some questions, but I decided to just go full throttle, give it a shot. And I, I worked really hard. I didn't, you know, didn't make money overnight, but over, over a period of time, I worked, I grew my business. Now I own a big house with a white picket fence. I have a, I have a nice, very attractive spouse. And a jet ski in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I'm living the life I've always dreamed of. I can be there for my kids. I can attend their sports games. Mm-hmm. I can work on my phone in between the moments I want to cherish. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. You know, you work so, part-time because you're working 15 minutes here and then three minutes there and then get an hour over here because you have the freedom to be your own boss. So you can go watch your kids do your things and go to your vacations and never have to ask for time off because you make your, yeah. I mean, it's a utopian, beautiful promise. Again, who wouldn't want that? (laughs) Well, at the time (laughs) I, I was interested. I was 24 years old. I was naive and I was a little frustrated at my job and was looking for a way out. So this piqued my interest. Right. So that was your vulnerability. You, you were, you were working at the base, you were overworked. You were working crazy early hours, which I mean, nobody that works that crazy early hours gets home at one and decides, well, I'm going to go to bed now, have a sensible meal and go to bed. No, you stay up and you, mm-hmm. and, and you don't get any sleep and you're still going to bed at midnight and you're still waking up at four and you're like, I'll just have another a shot of energy and get through the day. So you're like in that, like that, what they, you know, they call it the rat race and yep. you're in that and you're feeling that. And not every job is like that. I mean, there are crappy jobs out there. I've had a lot of them, um, but not every job is crappy, you know, but that's what they do. They, they the J-O-B, the just over broke, the, the nine to five, the corporate pyramid. Don't you want to be at the top? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because the predatory things, I mean, it is still very the same predatory but with the women in MLM, it's like, don't you want to be the best mom you can be? And with the men, it's like, don't you want to create a future that will provide for the family you may have one day? So it literally yeah. is that same American dream societal pressure to have it all and be it all and do it all with very little work at all. 
very easy. Yep. So going to do a lot of work now, and then it's just going to residual forever. And then you won't have to do any work then, which again is not true. Yeah. <laughs> so that's an interesting, that's interesting. The different predatory tactics, seeing like yeah. the, the, the male and the, the, that side, what they, yeah. what they say to the men. That's, that's incredible. Well, here's what he does. Okay. Now that it, now that that video has piqued my interest, the first thing he does is he calls his ex-girlfriend who happens to be his upline. <laughs> Apparently they're still, they were still pretty tight. Because okay. the cult is tighter than any actual relationship. So they yep. broke up, but they're still both so loyal to the cult that they're like, even though we're exes, which is like, who wants to work with their ex? Yeah. The cult has more power over them that they're like, this is fine. Everything's okay. This is great. Yeah. His ex-girlfriend happens to be in Utah. Okay which is you know Mormon town right okay lots of so, mlms there in utah yeah and lots. acm is huge there acm yeah. is huge um so he calls her up and he introduces me to her and you know she's you know very bubbly and friendly and and by the way also happens to be physically attractive of course uh, <laughs> so it's easier that way right right Okay, so, you know, she asked me a lot of the questions, and so I was, so I was, I was interested, and I wanted to, to see what went, went on, and so she went, uh, she, the first thing she did was she, she uh, let me know about the initiation fee, which was $499. Right, which, My, I mean, that's here's another thing that um, a lot of people don't know the a, a telltale red flag for the FTC for pyramid schemes is anything that requires $500 or more to join. So MLMs skirt under this rule with a loophole where they just say it's 499. <laughs> it's yep. still $500. Everybody knows that 499 is $500, but that is a way that MLMs can appear to be legitimate and can get away from that pyramid scheme thing. Sorry, continue. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to let everybody know that really quick. So when I heard that, I was like, whoa, <laughs> right. uh, I don't have $499. That is too expensive. Right. And to start your own cell phone company. Yeah. I was like, I don't have $499. Where am I going to get that? So she's like, she's like, hang on, hang on. Uh, before you make a decision, let me explain to you just how this works. So, all right, I listen. And she explains the ranks. The very bottom of the row is team trainer. You sign your, the first thing you need to do is sign yourself up for the services, which at that time, they didn't have cell phones. They had landlines. Okay. The cell phones were released the year after I already left. So they had landlines. Well, I had no use for a landline. <laughs> I had a cell phone. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm just nodding my head and thinking, okay, continue. So you have to sign yourself up first as your own customer. And then you have to sign up three other people. And each person you sign up, you get like customer points. And if you do that, you 
you already get like seven customer points and that puts you in a, in a level called executive team trainer. And once you get there, you get $750. As a bonus? Uh, no, that's how much they pay you just for signing people up within a certain amount of time, which is usually uh-huh. a month. They give okay. you a month to do that. Okay. Um, and you get this, like, I, I guess it'd be like fast recruit or, or fast sign up bonus type thing. If you don't yep. hit that number, you don't get that money. Then it takes you a lot longer to uh, sign people up because they, they just push the goalposts back to where it's nearly impossible, which is where I was later on. Right. Uh, but, but then she explains the levels of, okay, after you sign those people up, you have to sign a couple of reps underneath you. And once you sign reps, <laughs> recruiting <get>. mandate. <laughs> yep. Yep. He's like, once you sign up those reps and get them to sign people up, and you have to like sign like five people up, get them to sign five people up. Right. There it is. And right. So on and so forth. And again, I talk about this all the time the five to five, like, and, and Robert Fitzpatrick talks about it too. The, the notion of just getting five people to sign up five more people after 13 successful levels, you run out of humans on earth. And that's including the elderly and babies. Yeah. It's mathematically impossible what they teach you. Yeah, it is. But nobody and- goes, wait a second. Everyone goes, oh, that's super easy. I know five people. Yeah, everybody, everybody says that in the beginning, right? <laughs> oh my God, I, I, know, I know like a hundred people, five people, like, that's easy. That's only 5% of the people I know. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so she talks about the levels, executive team leader, team coordinator. And then, then you get to the, then after you have surpassed those levels, you get to regional vice president. And the highest level you can get to is senior vice president that's just like the office like assistant to the regional manager (laughs) yes yeah right yeah it's like all of these ridiculous and 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 they're in the product-based ones too yours and the service-based ones are much more businessy like regional manager executive manager (gasps) oh it's just it's 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 really interesting to me to see the different ways it is the same it's the same guilt but it just is wearing a different costume and and, yeah. and the same guilt and the same everything and oh yes the levels that's what i was talking about the levels in in the and the product-based ones are like mentor coach you know they're more like empowering whereas the yeah. ones in the service-based are more like I'm the manager, like more power. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if I'm saying it the right way. Yeah, but it's, it is. It's very much again, like it is very gender based. Like we are targeting this and that is what we are going to do. And we're going to do all the societal peer pressures that these people feel. And, and then we're going to give them the titles that are going to make them feel really good too. And the titles mm-hmm. are inconsequential. They mean nothing. They're just recruiting ranks. You could literally be, it could literally be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But those aren't flashy. And those aren't something you can put in a Facebook bio. I'm a level one at something, something. It's like, I'm an executive (laughs) regional manager. And it seems legit. And I would take advice from the executive regional manager. If he's telling me he has a great business opportunity or someone who's a mentor, 
for someone who's a coach, those are, those are fake titles that, that give them an air of confidence and expertise that they don't actually have. No. And in reality, you're just an independent contractor. Right. You're just a 1099 employee, basically, that has no benefits, no, no recourse for anything. And the contracts that you sign basically sign away any normal rights a a 1099 contractor would have. So you're not even really that. No. So they, (sighs) they promote, they promote entrepreneurship, the, the, you know, the opportunity to own your own business. Right. Okay, Isn't that when, what everybody wants? That's the American dream. Oh, right. Again, it's the American dream. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of in a dilemma because I don't have $499. There, there's no way I could possibly get that with the expenses that I had at that time. Right. That's a so, lot of money for a 24-year-old. Yeah. I remember being 24. And if someone was like, oh, it's, it's like 500 bucks, I'd be like, ooh, can I think about it for like another week or so? Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. a that's like that's like a lot <laughs> yeah well here's thing here's where things get get a little strange time goes by my my future upline he does some digging on the internet and he finds that acn is partnering with a now defunct payday loan company called <laughs> peo cash oh. now, acn will deny that of course they um, will. but this is now a- ACN partners with this payday loan company called P- PEO Cash. They will loan you the $500, which you can pay back in installments. <laughs> okay, keep in mind, they-, they add interest to that too. Right. And at the same time, they're also promoting financial freedom while yep. encouraging you to go into debt to chase this literally impossible dream. Yeah. So this is not the first time that we've heard of this on this show, (laughs) (laughs) but it's nice to see it again. So we know that it's not just a coincidence and it's actually a pattern. Yeah. (laughs) So at that time, I really had to make a decision. I did not feel good about getting myself into debt, but at the same time, I asked myself, do I really want to be stuck at this job the rest of my life? The one angel on your shoulder is like, uh, that's a lot of money. And um, we're trying to get out of debt. And the other one's like, but this money will allow us to become millionaires pretty quickly. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, I was so naive. I ended up listening to the devil on my shoulder. Right. And yeah. I, I think most of us, time. most of us listening to the show, and most of us on the show also listened to the devil on the shoulder. So don't feel guilty or, or don't, don't beat yourself up too much about that. Good. Okay. <laughs> I'm, um, allow- I'm giving you the permission to forgive yourself. <laughs> oh, it's been so long. I've, I've been good. Good. Yeah. Not everybody's there. I, I hope you would be at this point. And I, I feel that you are, but not everybody's yeah. there yet. <laughs> so I, 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 I get this loan. I might as well just put a millstone around my neck at this point. <laughs> that ball and chain on both ankles. <laughs> yep. So I get this loan for $500. I pay the, the $499 uh, fee uh, initiation fee and 
my upline calls his ex-girlfriend. She's like, yay, I'm so excited. <laughs> so happy for you. Welcome to the family. Yeah. So, <sighs> you know, because we're in Colorado and she's in Utah, we, we kind of have to find other people doing ACN in Colorado, which is a right. very small minority. It's not very popular here. I have so, real quick, uh, real quick about you onboarding or joining or whatever it's called an ACN. At that point, when you made that payment and you got that loan and you made that payment and you signed those papers and you became, how did you feel? Internally, I'm, I'm asking myself, what the heck am I getting myself into? Right. You're, okay. That little angel still under the other angels on your shoulder going, hey, hey. And you can kind of hear him, but the devil ate him. So you can't really hear him very well. <laughs> He's screaming yep. from inside the belly. <laughs> so you're like something. Hmm. Did you have any like excitement? Like, oh, my life's about to change. Or, oh, I just started this business. Like there's so much potential. I have so much potential and, and I'm so empowered. Did you feel those feelings? I was ready to get going at, at that time. So like, just um, like ready to just, just just pull the trigger and let's go. Let's like, just yep. start the race. Yep. I was ready for that Bust through the starting line. Yeah. So there was so that energy find- and stuff. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we find, we find a group, uh, in Thornton, Colorado, uh, which was about maybe 20 minutes away from where I was living at that time. Mm-hmm. And you know, my, my upline gets a hold of, uh, a young lady from California who was running two food businesses. And she was at the rank of team coordinator okay. okay so he gets a hold of her he gets a hold of her explains that he signed up a new rep would like to come over and they'd like to come over and uh whenever she does they do what they whenever they get together and have uh, presentations they have what they have what's called pbrs now that stands for private business reception but to the average okay. person they think alcoholic beverage right <laughs> well because so like another person i talked to recently mentioned that term PBR. And I was like, I I'd never, so, okay. So it's, and that was a product-based MLM. So yeah. they didn't, they didn't call it that in mind, but that is a, a common term, a PBR. A, and, and what was that? A private business reception, a private business reception or yeah. a rah-rah recruitment luncheon. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so we go, we, we, we go to Thornton, we go to uh, her house and, you know, she's, you know, she's like this young 28 year old team coordinator. Um, very, very outgoing, very expressive. Um, she also happens to be very militant in how she runs her team. I mean, okay. she, you know, you know, they talk about boss babe. Well, we're, this is like the queen bee. Right. Um, and that's why I gave her the nickname uh, TCGI Jane, because she was <laughs> you will do this and you will do this right. And I don't want to have to come and tell, yeah, that. Did she just like watch Wall Street too many times or something? Like what is <laughs> with this so. like bullpen attitude? Yeah. That's yeah. really strange. But again, like it goes into that regional manager kind of like, I'm the boss of you all, even though yeah. we're all independent business owners. So I'm not <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> double speak mlm double speak great fantastic oh so so this she so your uh your your boot camp instructor yeah 
So she invites me, uh, she actually puts me on the spot, invites me to come up where she's standing because everyone else is just kind of sitting around on couches and chairs. And so I get up, I walk up to where she's standing and she asked me to introduce myself, like what I do for a living, what made me want to join. And I pretty much just said the exact same thing I told you. And um, she puts her arm around me and she says, you made the right decision. Today, your life is going to change for the better. That's the kiss of death. Right. Okay. Because she was, you know, she's very straightforward. She's no nonsense. She's, you know, you know, she thinks that by empowering people, she's got to crack the whip. Right. Like tough love. Um, and yeah. Engage in tough love. Yeah. And which I don't think's ever worked in my, in my experience for me personally, because I'm not a, like, if you're tough with me, like, I'll just cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm like, tough love doesn't work on me. Okay. Like it just doesn't work on everybody. And that's no. so toxic because again, like you join this company because you have $500, not because you're qualified, not because you have any sort of skills or, or, or know anything about the company. Anybody can join. Anybody with $500 can join. You don't need any qualifications, any education, any diplomas, any certifications, nothing. Nope. And so these people don't know how to train other people and they watch wall street and go, that looks right. Yep. Tough love works, but it's well, toxic and it creates a lot of mental uh, health issues and PTSD and uh, anxiety and stress that's unnecessary. Well, get this, right? So she has everybody repeat you know if they, they chant this in unison this is how you're supposed to get people to sign up underneath you as customers not necessarily representatives the the chant is can you do me a huge favor no. yes that's it no and then then you then you're supposed to tell them that you're starting your own business mm-hmm. that you're using that for cash you know need a little help um this is, and then, you know, this is kind of what you're doing. And then, then you're supposed to say, can you help my business by giving it a try? That is pure manipulation. And it is a great way to lose friendships and relationships. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's the way we're taught to do it Mm -hmm. because she says, that, you know, people are always willing to help you out. That's why they're your friends, your family, because they know you've done things for them in the past. They're willing to do things for you too. Right. Very deceptive, right? Very deceptive. Incredibly deceptive. Yeah. So, um, so we practice that and then um, we're, we're advised to develop what's called a warm market list where we write names of everyone we know and then uh, we're supposed to look up the scripts on the website, print oh, them off. The scripts are right on the website. Oh yeah, we have scripts. Like in your back got- office, you log yeah, into your right. back office and you like click scripts and it's like all the scripts. Yep. So I love hearing about the scripts. Yeah. So the scripts, they, they t- she tells you about when you're, when you're doing the presentation that she tells you about the different people you're going to be associating with. And they call them oh, apples, wow. red <laughs> wow. apples, green apples, and rotten apples. 
What, which one am I, Russ? Which kind of apple am I? <laughs> I'd call you, I, uh, I'd call you, I'd say you're, you're between green and rotten in, in a sense, like you're, you're green because the green apples always ask questions. Right. <laughs> That's what they're going to do. They're very, they're very indecisive. They, they're, they want to make sure that they know what they're getting into. So they're going to ask you a lot of questions. Rotten apples, they're not interested at all. <laughs> Red apples, which is what I was, they're like, heck, y'all want to do this? I was a red apple for a long time. <laughs> now I'm definitely a green apple. Well, I'm, I mean, and if you ask any MLM, I'm a rotten apple. Yes. <laughs> I'm a suppressive person. I'm a hater. <laughs> I'm a failure. I'm bitter. I'm all these yeah, things. I, it's well, I'm great. in that category too. So, I know. Isn't it like the best club ever? The Bitter Boss right? Babe Club? Maybe right? maybe I should make shirts that say Bitter Boss Babe. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> who would buy a Bitter Boss Babe shirt? Right? Oh, man. I really should just have like a line of snarky anti-MLM shirts where it looks like we're kind of pro and then people read it and they're like, oh, they're making fun of it. Oh, they're definitely against the business. Okay. <laughs> new project (laughs) so let's throw another thing on top of all the things i'm doing why not (laughs) all right sorry so so i write the names i write the names down write all your market oh i have one more question about this writing these things down because i had to do that too that was something that we did in our inspire tours which is the same thing that you're doing we just had a different name Uh, inspire you see it's so inspiring um And we had like, you know, set a timer for five or 10 minutes and write down as many names as you possibly could. But they also said, if you don't know their name, just write down like what you know them from. So it would be like Starbucks barista, checker at the grocery store. And these were also people in your warm market, even though you didn't know their names. Right. (laughs) But you could approach them because they were people in your daily life that you see all the time. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not writing my Starbucks barista on this list. Like that is no really weird. So yeah. were you encouraged to do that as well? Or was it really only specific Any, names you, you knew. knew? Anyone you knew. So you, you could, could write Starbucks barista if you yeah, wanted. It, yeah. Cute if girl at the to, post yes. office. Like <laughs> Yes. Yes. Anyone you knew and, and had a, some form of relationship, you, right. you just wrote it down. Guy that walks his dog past my house every morning. Yep. <laughs> like, Hey, hey, can I ask you how much you pay for your cellular plan? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm getting the vibe now. I'm getting the vibe. Okay. So you write these so, names down and then what? So at that point, you you call each and every one of them up. Okay. And and, and you on the you phone. Them, on the phone. You ask them if they can do you that favor. And, uh, okay. and these are people you know. These are people so you when know. your friend calls you and says, hey, can you do me a favor on the phone and not in a text where you can look at it and go, what's the favor? You're on this face to face, like, or, you know, voice to voice on the phone. Your friends can't be like, uh, I have a croissant in the oven. I have to go. Like, they're like stuck on the phone with you and they love you and they care about you and they know you're in a scam and they're like, oh my God, I guess. That's not what happened with me. That's not what happened with you. Okay. Tell me. No. Tell me. I want to know. I want to know. Tell me. So I, I do exactly what I'm told to do. And my friends, they got common sense. Okay. (laughs) They know better. So they stop me right in the middle and they say, Russ, (laughs) what are you doing? 
selling cellular plans. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm just trying to get my business. Like, no, 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 no. You're not, you're not starting your business or anything. You're in a pyramid scheme. Okay. You're trying to sell this, this crap to me that I don't want and don't need. And if you ever wanted to remain my friend, you don't sell this crap to me ever again. You understand? You have some really um, aggressively good friends. Yeah. I had people in my life that told me that too. And I was like, pyramid schemes are illegal. What do you mean? So. (laughs) Yeah. Again, I cry when people are aggressive. So maybe that's why that didn't work for me. Well, at the time, I got to be honest with you. I was crushed. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester, and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard-approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton medal, scoop neck tee, and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect, effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. National Voter Registration Day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly, nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy 
and it's all about getting as many people as possible to, that's right, register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but there's still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts, registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. Get registered there in minutes and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. And then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash Spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash Spotify. See you at the polls. Mm. I was like, holy right. crap. Because we don't even think about that side. Because yeah. you're you're a victim in this, right? And these people are saying you're a victim and, and you're like, oh my God, I spent this money. I I put so much faith and energy and time and and you your friends are like, absolutely not. And you just, you say you're crushed. Yeah, I'm, I'm crushed. I'm, I, I'm not only taken by surprise, I'm crushed. I'm sad. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of go into a little depression because this is the first time I've ever had them talk to me that way. And right. I'm thinking, wow, what did I do wrong? Like a big slap across the face. And you're like, what did I yeah. do to deserve that? Yeah. And so my upline's like, Hey, you know what? Rejection happens in this business. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it happened. okay but i'm gonna tell you this is gonna help you grow <sighs> now when they say that okay when you're in the business you're thinking okay i understand i get it when you're out you're like yeah grow into a very insecure person unsure of themselves low self-esteem uh, right. depressed. already feeling vulnerable in that because yeah. of the job that you just left and now you're in an even more toxic situation where your friends aren't even supportive mm-hmm so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm crushed. It's like, you know, maybe, maybe I just made a mistake doing now I'm $500 in the hole. Now what am I going to do? So what does he do in this situation? Calls his ex-girlfriend up, tells her exactly what happened. And she's got and, a script for it too. Like she knows oh, exactly oh, she what does. to say. She's like, Hey, listen to me. This happens in the business. It happened to me too. Um, Relating. So, yeah. To make it seem so legitimate. Right. Yep. So she says, hey, look, uh, an RVP is going to be speaking here in Utah. Um, you know, this day, uh, this, uh, this day, he's scheduled to speak this day at this and, time, this building. And what um, is that? What does that mean? RVP is regional vice president. Ooh, the regional vice president was coming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she, she invites me to come over and uh, see him speak, you know, get some, get some of that self-esteem back, that confidence that I just lost. Right. This is going to really invigorate you and really, yes. really energize and charge your business. You're going to get so much from this. Yeah. Right. So I look at my upline and I'm, and I asked him, was like, well, are, are you, are you going to drive me to Utah? How am I going to get up there? Right. Like I couldn't afford to sign up. How am I going to afford to go to this thing that I have to go to now? Because I need to do it to save my business. Yes. He says, well, uh, let me come up with a solution. I'll get back to you. So he comes back to me a couple of days later and he, and he, he calls the, he calls TCGI Jane uh, in Thornton. <laughs> ask if he's going up there and she's like yeah i'm actually bringing a, i'm actually bringing uh, some team members up there uh it um this is what time we're leaving and 
she says, um, if uh, so like, if you want your new, uh, if you want your new up, uh, downline to go, you, uh, you know, this is where, you, this is where you can drop him off. We'll meet him here. We'll pick him up and we'll take him to Utah. And so this is, this is what he told me. And he says, now keep in mind, I'm not going to be able to go with you. Um, but these people, they're, they're good people. They'll take very good care of you. They'll, they'll drive you to Utah. They'll drive you back. Um, so you're in good hands with them. I trust them. I know them. I trust them. They're good you're, cult members too. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you just so, hop in a van full of cult members and go to Utah with them. Yeah. And we drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here, here's, here's where it gets really weird. Okay. Yeah. So we meet up at the spot. She tells us to meet up, which is uh, in an, at, at the intersection of 88th and Washington, I think maybe near a gas station in Thornton. And um, he drops me off there. There's a minivan that comes um, and they open the door. And I notice that the front, uh, so they have like the, the driver's seat, the passenger seat, and then you have like the two, the two back seats. Well, the back seat in the, in the front part was taken out. You have the back seat in the, in, in the very back that's still there, but the front seat was taken out. So you have people sitting on the floor and then you have people sitting also in the back. And there is probably about maybe six, seven people there. It's like the shagging wagon in Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> just like a bunch of people in the back. Yep. It's like, yeah. it's like sitting on the ground, sitting in the seats available, just piled in. How many people were in this van? <laughs> uh, so um six or seven people in the back and then like the, the driver and the passenger in, in the front seat now the passenger's like you know, always a navigator just to kind of keep the person awake tell them where to go that that was the that was the person in the front seat's job so yeah and and we we went through wyoming on i-80 to get to utah because it's about an eight-hour drive uh if you drive through wyoming uh during that time and it was summer so we didn't have to deal with weather issues thank goodness yeah so i'm getting in this vehicle oh and I'm feeling very uneasy. Well, yeah, <laughs> Russ, come on. <laughs> yeah, but I'm doing but it. But you're looking I- around and you're like, I'm told this is normal. I'm told this is cool. It's yes. probably just me. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're, we're driving up to Utah, you know, we, we're kind of like sleeping in increments because you don't sleep well on the road in, in a vehicle in that There's kind of no situation. seats oh. where you're rolling around on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also it gets even weirder. We are, there's, because there's so many people and, and there's not enough room, we're using each other as pillows. <laughs> Yeah, so there, there's like a, of, a high school drama club, like in a yeah. massage circle, <laughs> just and, all laying and, on each other. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know any of these. People. So culty and, though, and, 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 so and we're supposed weird. to be snuggling, and I, <laughs> I am extremely uncomfortable. I don't know what to do here. Like, where do I sit? And they're like, just snuggle up with somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all of these people going to this business conference are like this is totally normal business mm-hmm. conference transportation protocol why, yeah. why are you questioning this uh-huh 
my face hurts right now. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's it, it, yeah, oh. it's it's extremely weird. I mean, you see it and you're like, this seems wrong, but you don't yeah. really say anything because everyone's like, this is just normal. And you're mm-hmm. like, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you're driving through. You're now in Wyoming, you said? We're, we're now in Wyoming. So the first thing I, try to Wyoming. Do is I, I try to make best of the situation by getting to know the people that I'm riding with. Right. Well, team coordinator G.I. Jane, she snaps and says, you need to remember why we are going on this trip. This is a business trip. This isn't a social thing. So you need to talk to people about ACM, the opportunity, how, how it can bless your life. Everything is supposed to be about ACN and entrepreneurship, the business, and nothing else. With the people that are already in ACN sitting next to you in a car for eight yeah. hours, you're not allowed to talk about anything other than no. recruiting anything tactics and business tactics and no. anything. No, like no, no. That. You know, it, it's, all, it's always, always about the opportunity. Because she was trying to get us in that mindset. But you're already, you already joined the opportunity. So why do you need to continuously talk about it? Especially if it's not about recruiting at all. No. No, no, no. Especially since it's literally about a product. I mean, that's what, if you Google what's the difference between MLM and pyramid scheme, every single article says that it's MLM is about a product and pyramid scheme is about recruiting. But every interview I do, everybody says, yeah, I, I had to recruit and I, and I couldn't, or I tried, or I felt guilty. Everybody talks about the recruiting mandate, which is one of the yep. four cornerstones of a pyramid scheme. Yeah. So um, <laughs> keep in mind. Because- which doesn't make any sense though, because you're sitting next to people that are already in the business, like, but you still have yeah. to talk to them about the opportunity and and was it like yeah. how to approach people about the opportunity? What's worked yeah. with, for you when approaching people about the opportunity? How to yeah. avoid problems? Or Okay, so that's literally yeah. just talking about the best ways to recruit people for eight hours. Well, and, and keep in mind, it's, you know, my being in that vehicle is also awkward for everyone else because I'm another mouth that has to be fed now. Right. Okay, which puts them at an inconvenience. And so not only was she rude, but her team members were also extremely rude. That's what's so weird in this. I mean, again, it's very culty. All of these businesses are very culty. You're all each other's competition, but you're all teammates. And so Mm -hmm. there's always this sort of like underlying jealousy, aggression, and competition that's not present when you work at Target or, uh, I don't know, Starbucks or any other business or corporation even a law firm isn't like that any business it's not like that the only industry where that is totally normal and acceptable and encouraged is multi-level marketing yep um so so and and of course because you're in you're in the car for eight hours you're you're in very uncomfortable positions people snap at you if you so much as breathe right people getting hungry yeah and I'm at this point, th- this drive to Utah feels like a kidnapping. And oh. I was so miserable. I just wanted one of them to put me out of my misery by shooting me in the head and dumping my body on the side of the road. <laughs> because it's, it's like, better. 
you didn't even really want to go on this. You were told that you needed to go on this. Yes. And you said, I can't afford this. I don't have a way to get there. And so your upline found you a cult bus to take you there. And you don't know, really yep. know any of these people. And they're incredibly rude to you. And you're incredibly mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yeah. I, it's, it's like my mouth, when he's telling me the story, I know nobody sees me, but like, it's hanging open. Like, it's just like, what? I've never heard, like, this is like, you really were, when you said that, that your story is so different and I probably won't ever hear it again. I've literally never had a kidnapping story on here. So yeah. It it, it felt like a kidnapping. Yeah. Like this, Um, this kidnap feeling, like, where am I going and why am I in this (laughs) handbasket? Yes. Yeah. So the rest of the trip was, was like this, but once we get to Utah and and towards Salt Lake, okay, the sun's coming up at that point, we're all very grungy and grimy. We stink to high heaven. And the first question I ask is where are we going to take a shower? Because we stink. She's like, we can't take a shower. There's no time. I said, we stink. We can't have baby wipes in the back. Oh, they had baby wipes. (laughs) I was joking, but it's real. Oh no. (laughs) They had baby wipes. <laughs> so I ask, and, and TCGI Jane pulls out the baby wipes, and she hands them to everybody. She's like, clean yourself up. You know, oh. you got to make yourself look presentable. And How professional. And totally yeah, legitimate it, business practice. Yes. Oh. Lawyers totally do that when they're going to go into court. Like, they just hose off of the baby wipe really quick. I mean, it's totally normal, so don't even worry about that. That That's normal. <laughs> most people... Most people mention that. So that's not anything I've ever heard before. Slash sarcasm. Like what? Well, and, and, you know, many, many of us, you know, we're still kind of like dressed in our, in our normal clothes. So we had to find a place to change. Well, we couldn't just take out suitcases and go to the bathroom and change. No, 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 no. We changed in the car. With, okay. So what is the, what is like the, the percentage of, 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 of people in the car? Like, I, I would be very uncomfortable getting undressed and dressed in a car full of people I didn't know. Well, that's kind of that's kind of why the the women in the vehicle were were like were wearing like sports bras that you see in workouts. They were wearing that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they knew they were going to change in the van, and they like wore like undergarments that were not exposing. Yeah, if they exactly. were to be exposed. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. it's like well i just so, wore my bathing suit under this so i'm fine <laughs> yeah but but i mean in the meantime you know it's like the guys you know we're getting we're getting topless we're putting we're putting on our button down collar shirts i wasn't wearing a button down oh, collar shirt so, i put on a polo shirt and then so you're you're wearing business casual did yep. you get in trouble for the polo shirt or were you okay uh someone I made a comment much out of, I, I was pretty much out of place wearing that polo shirt mm-hmm. everybody was in a business suit and tie huh yeah pretty jackets much. Yep. Wow. Wow. That's, that's another, that, that when you show up to these things and you see everybody in business suits and ties and, and slacks and, and business, uh, like the, the skirt and everything, and everybody looks so professional, it looks legitimate. Yeah. No scam would have all these people here in these very nice suits dressed to the nines, smelling like baby wipes. If it wasn't real. Yeah. Yeah, so um, wow. we're we so we're wiping ourselves down with baby wipes. We're changing <laughs> the business clothes in the van. 
and keep in mind, you know, keep in mind, keep in mind, uh, like we're sitting, we're we're changing in the van in the parking lot. So, right. so people walking by or see are, right. are actually seeing us change. I mean, I I'm from San Diego and I I surfed in my youth and, and I've changed a, a many times while someone held up a towel at the beach, like getting out of wetsuits and things like that. I couldn't imagine because everyone at the beach is doing the same thing, so no one's really looking. But I couldn't imagine being in a van in like a parking lot full of people walking by, changing with a bunch of strangers and wiping yourself down with baby wipes. Like that is just the visual for me is just, it's, it reminds me a little bit of like, I don't know if you ever saw the movie, like Little Miss Sunshine, when they're taking the, the tour across the country in the van and everybody's in this van. like, it's like yep. that, but less family fun <laughs> and more yeah. and more treacherous horror. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, so so we go in, we go into the building oh my God, and um, incredible. it's it's <laughs> like a hotel. We go into like a, a ballroom and uh, we see like we see a lot of people in there. You know they're they're dressed very professionally. And I run into my Upline's ex girlfriend. She's so happy to see me. She gives me a hug, and and you're like, um, oh, a pretty girl is hugging me. Yeah, it's like this. I, I mean, and that, I felt that way too. Like when the the people up top would hug you. And you're like, oh my God, they're so like put together and pretty and they make so much money. And I just want to be like, like them or like have them like be my friend. Did you, mm-hmm. you did you feel all that too? When you're at I, these events, like, oh, I uh, just want to be that person's friend. I was just happy to be out of the car. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, so we go, we go and we, we, we see, you know, the, the presentation and one of the, one of the speakers is, he's like this, this very good looking guy. He's um, about six, four, uh, you know, square line jaw that you see in Hallmark movies. Yeah. Uh, got a very, very beautiful wife. Um, Living the dream. He's, he's proof of the dream. It works. It well, works if he, you work it, Russ. It's proof. Well, He's giving a he's giving a very outgoing presentation. He's like very charismatic. Uh, he acts yeah. like he's your best friend, and he's just like totally with you. You know, he he tells some funny stories, makes people laugh, and, you, and sitting there, you're thinking, "Wow, this guy seems to be pretty cool, right?" Mm-hmm. Well, they go, we go have you know, we have intermission after a couple of speeches, and I see this guy. You know, he's just kind of you know by himself, and I make the biggest mistake in the world. I actually go up and start talking to him. You're not supposed to do that, by the way. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> okay. Mm-mm. So he you're going to get a talking to in the van on the way home. Oh, I sure did. But that, <laughs> that comes a little later. So is it funny that I can call all of this stuff? Yeah. But it's so predictable. And it's, it's, it's just so like systemically and formulaically proven over and over that I can call it all before it happens. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I go up, I want to talk to him. I want to be in my, and I, and I say, Hey man, that's a pretty good presentation. You know, I saw you in the video, saw and you, you gave a really great speech and that, and that was awesome. Now he looks at me, he looks at me uncomfortably. He, he, he thinks, uh, be, you know, because I'm like five foot uh, eight, he's like six, four. He looks at me like I'm a cockroach that just needs to be stepped on. And he shyly says, Hi. And that kind of makes me raise an eyebrow thinking, okay, what's going on here? 
Oh my God. And- I have a similar story. It's, it's that attitude. I was yes. at a thing the same. And I mentioned something to the person next to me and I, I mispronounced a style. And this girl who was very high up turns around, whips her head around, looks at me and she goes, it's pronounced. And then she did it the other way. And she goes, it's named after a family member. And then she whips around. And I was just like, that was unnecessary. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for butting into my conversation and like being so pissy. And to this day, that person, I had no idea who it was at the time, but I remember now. And to that day, the person is still, I joke, is the art, my arch nemesis in that, in the company I was in. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> well. of how poorly I was treated by her before I, she, like, uh, these people, they have this false sense of importance because they're the regional manager into the vice assistant president. And yep. it's, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. False importance, false profits, false uh, worship of people that literally just got into this scam first. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm in the process, you know, just trying to tell him, and of course, he just kind of cuts me off. And he's like, "Yeah, that's nice. Who's your upline?" Oh, and yes. I no, oh my god. I had no idea yes. what an upline was. I had no idea what an upline. Because at this was. point, how long have you been in the business? Like a month. Uh, no, more like a couple of weeks. Okay. So you're, you're a couple, <laughs> you'd think yeah. they'd be nicer to the people that just joined, but they're like, we don't give a fuck. We already got your money. Yeah. Okay. So, so he's like, yeah, that's nice. Who's your upline? I, I have no idea what an upline is. I said, what's an upline? <laughs> and then he looks at me like I'm an idiot and says, ah, well, when you find out, tell me. All right. <gasps> what a douche. He was a douche. Oh my and God. I was, I was livid at that point. I, and, ah. and I, I sit down. I, what a I, disgusting I, I, experience. Like it just keeps getting worse. Like there's no redeeming anything of this trip for you yet. No, none whatsoever. So I'm sitting down and I'm, and we're going through the second half of the, uh, the presentation, the speeches and I'm, I'm pissed off. I just want to go. I, I want to get, I want to go home. I don't <laughs> you just either like, anymore. <laughs> you still have an eight-hour van trip with a bunch of yokels. Mm-hmm. So, so my upline's ex-girlfriend, she's like, "So, how was it? Did you enjoy yourself?" I tell her exactly what she wants to hear. Of course, you did. Okay. I said, oh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, I said, for my a lot of inspiring speeches, and it's wonderful to meet you. I, you know, hope we can hope we can get together soon. She's like, "Yeah, it's me. I'm so glad you came." Um, but when I go over to the, to, to TCGI Jane, um, you know, everyone, you know, they're all, they're all pretty in, in, a, in a good mood and they kind of see that I'm not in a good mood and they're like, what the heck's wrong with you? And I told them about that experience thinking maybe I'll get a little sympathy. No, no. TCGI Jane looks at me and says, you aren't supposed to do that. You're not supposed to talk to the higher ups. Don't you know yeah. anything, you little peon? <laughs> yeah. And I... <laughs> I say, well, what's wrong with it? He's like, you didn't have any bodyguards. What's wrong with talking to him? And she, she reminds me that only successful representatives are allowed to talk to him. There is a chain of command in this system oh that I work on a military base and I should know that. Oh, how toxic. Yeah. And... At that point, I'm thinking, oh, I want to get out of here. This isn't worth it. 
Oh. And you're you're like weeks into this business. You did stay a little bit longer after this. Mm-hmm. Not much longer, but a little bit longer. Yeah. So. So I, 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 but here's the thing that I experienced the same sort of like toxic, like, oh my God, this is so red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. And then someone talks to you and you go, oh, okay. And you, you keep going. Someone convinces you, oh, so like the same thing obviously happened to you because you stayed. Yeah. After this horrible experience. You talk TCGI Jane is telling you, how dare you talk to the successful people? You're not successful yet. Yeah. And, and, and then what, and then what happens? At that, well, at that point, there's like, all right. So um, I'm so sorry I'm, that happened to you. Oh my God. Well, I, it's like I was, unbelievable. Like I can't even get past that right now. I was, I was very livid at that point. I just feel like and heartbreak and rage and just, anger. Yeah. I, w- I was ready to go home and be done with it. It's like, all right, I'm ready to go when you are. Um, when you're ready to go, I said, just you know, I- I'll be, I'll be waiting, I'll be out here waiting for you. I'll be waiting in the van. So, no, they eventually come out. We get into the car. The drive home was silent because we were all e- exhausted. You're all snuggling up again, or no? Are you guys still I in your business like suits, or did you change back into your like car gear? Uh, I think they, they were still in their business suits because everybody was tired. They didn't feel like right. they were, they, it, it was a long day. So we drive, <sighs> we drive back and we don't get to Colorado until maybe midnight or one o'clock in the morning, which my upline is waiting for me at the same spot that he dropped me off at. And of well, course, at least he's that's in a good nice mood. that he's there. <laughs> yeah. He's in a good mood and they dropped me off. I am, I am relieved to be out of the car. The moment I step out of that caravan there i just i just felt like this huge sigh of relief so how long was the trip from the moment you stepped into the van of death and then got out how many hours uh i'd say maybe between eight and a half nine depending on how many bathroom breaks that need to happen. no i mean from like the moment you left for the conference to yeah. the moment you came back because it was like an eight hour drive and then the conference was however many and then another eight hour drive i'd say the conference is probably about two three hours so it was like almost a full 24 hours kind of thing. Yes. Almost like yeah. an, enti- an entire full day. I mean, you got there super early yeah. in the morning and you got back at midnight. Yep. Wow. And so I'm just, you know, I, I step out of the vehicle. I'm relieved. I don't want to ever see or talk to these people ever again. I want out of this business. I want nothing to do because I don't deserve to be treated that way. Right. So, of course not. So my upline's in a good, happy mood thinking I'm motivated to go and, and right. grow the business. And so he says, so uh, what did you think? Did you have a good time? Please tell me you were honest. Wrong, wrong question. That was the wrong question to ask me. <laughs> I, when he asked me that, I looked at him and there was just like this, you, you there's like this fire in my right. eyes. Right. I, wanted to, I wanted to strangle that guy, honestly. And I'm not a violent person, but I was. Right. And yeah, you know, I experienced like it's these really intense emotions because you are so emotionally manipulated and seesawed back and forth with love bombing and gaslighting and love bombing and gaslighting. And it's so Mm -hmm. emotionally draining. Like I, I, it's, it's all a tactic to keep you in longer. It's all a tactic to keep you stuck. You know, you tell somebody it's a compliment sandwich, you know, like you're kind of ugly, but you're funny. And I, 
you know it's like yeah. you're like okay <laughs> thank you so it's like these really like negatives with the positive but it's, there's a positive takeaway yeah well i looked at him and i said what the hell did you think you were doing <laughs> by throwing me to the wolves oh my god and he's like what are you talking about and i just told him i gave him a detailed explanation of exactly what happened at that point he's feeling really awful and and is this the first time he'd ever heard anybody speak up about these sort of issues this it is and so and how long had he been in in when he was like how long had he been in at this point uh he was probably in there for about a month before i even got in so oh kind of okay okay so it's, it's almost like a blind so you're both coming crisis. to this realization almost at the exact same time like oh this yeah. is toxic and bad okay yeah and and th- this is the first time he's ever heard of any horror story like this and and i said you threw me to the wolves and I, I i said honestly on that trip there i wanted him i wanted just one of them to, to put me out of my misery shoot me in the head dump my body on the side of the road i did not want to be in that vehicle any longer and the fact that i had to go up there and go back and deal with these people I, i've had enough i don't want to do this anymore right and he's like he's like hey wait, whoa, whoa, wait, wait calm down give it a few days I'm like, no 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 there, there is no calming down i am done mm-hmm. um he's like all right he's like i understand you're upset okay i'd be upset in this situation too um let me give let me give uh, control yeah let me, let me give my let me give my ex-girlfriend a call let me tell her what happened okay we'll we'll figure something out i said do what you got to do okay i'm i'm not really motivated to do this anymore be, based on the way i was treated Right. Why do I want to be part of a business that treats people like this? Right. Um, and he says, all right, just, just give it a few days. I'm like, do, I said, do what you got to do. So a few days go by. Uh, his ex-girlfriend calls me up. And she says, I heard what happened. I am really sorry. There is no excuse for that behavior. Um. If we'd have known, it happens all the time yeah. in every it's like if, if, business. Yeah. Every it's like if, if we'd have known, we'd have probably booked you a flight, had you fly up there, pick you up from the airport, not a problem. It says, I am, I am extremely sorry. Listen. Isn't that I, like, had I known, I would have done this really incredibly crazy over the top thing to make you yes. feel better. Yes. Lie. Lie. Yeah. Lie. So she's like, look, um, let me let me give you some let me let me put uh, add a little sweetener here okay and i said i i i'm like okay what is it she says there's going to be a convention in september in baltimore have you ever been to baltimore and i said no i have not she's like so we're gonna have a convention there and donald trump is going to speak mm. And of course, this is 10 years before he even ran for president. So this is when he right. was doing The Apprentice. The Apprentice, he's super famous reality star. He's, yep. you know, millionaire, billionaire, everybody yep. just, he thinks he's just the dude. He was yep. just the dude in 2006. And I, I liked watching The Apprentice because at, at the time I liked seeing, you know, people get into teams and com- competition. So and it go. goes right like, hand in hand with MLM too. Yep. And it really mm-hmm. legitimizes it as well as like business. Like it's a business. It's a business. It's a business. It's a business. This is how business run. It's a business. It's not yeah. a business. It's not a business. It's not a business. 
so so she she says okay donald trump's gonna be in baltimore um she's like we'd love you to come you're you're more than welcome to stay with me in my in my hotel my brother is going to be coming with as well as my mom now the moment she said my brother and my mom are going to be there i it's like i i felt a little better i was gonna say you feel more comfortable yeah but they I could also be murderers and you wouldn't know like they could be a family of yeah. murderers you'd yes. be like stay with me in my murder house don't worry my murder brother and murder mom will be there too and you're like oh i feel so much better not yeah. that they're murderers that's you know obviously but but this this false sense of security by saying oh my brother-in-law and my mom yeah so and they point, already know how so. insecure you felt on the first trip so they know hey yeah. this guy's sensitive and insecure he doesn't like strangers he doesn't like feeling uncomfortable we need to really sweeten the pot because we can't yeah. lose this guy because he's generating income for us yep let's That's love bomb him a little and make him feel more comfortable say whatever exactly. we need to say it doesn't matter yeah. these yeah. promises don't have to have anything that comes to any fruition at all you just have to get them there you just need the warm body yep. to agree yep all right oh. Jeez, man god your story wow okay yeah so she convinces me so i i book a flight to baltimore um i pay i pay 220 dollars for for a non-stop flight to baltimore which now, at that this- time was really good is this a free trip that they, what did you have to pay for the convention? Oh, no, I, 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 I had to pay for, I had to pay the registration fee. I had to pay, I had to book the flight myself. So how is and, she sweetening and, the pot just by telling you it's happening and she inviting you yeah. is the invite. The yes, sweetener. The invite. So the invite not sweet. anyone can go. You have to be invited. Yes. But pretty much anyone can go. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So I book, I booked the flight. I book a nonstop flight you know, pay $220, which is a very good deal at that time. Um, I, re- I register for, I register for the event. Um, I pay my part of the hotel bill. Um, at that point, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to go because I've never been to Baltimore and seeing Donald Trump live, well, who doesn't want to do that, right? So. Um, who doesn't want to be in the same room as like a super famous celebrity? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. But in the meantime, uh, between between my booking the flight and the actual event, I continue to suffer. I am not very successful at this. And so it's like, well, what happens when your warm market list burns up? Well, uh, let's try direct mail leads. We'll just stuff some envelopes, mail them to people that are interested in oh, sales. Wow. Yeah. Well, that didn't work because I didn't get any response from those people either. Because people. So that's crazy. how you were trying to generate more recruitment for ACN was yeah. these mail you were mailing random people letters i was i was i was basically random mailing random people you know advertisements which we printed off and from the acn website you know uh, we put the envelopes it's like the junk mail you get in the mail you're like who the heck sent me this yeah and, and and everybody that got that i guarantee you toss it in the trash 100 percent. okay but here's another thing that you doing that very simple act and you making the effort and spending your own money um it, it adds into the sunk cost fallacy that you've added yep. so much value and, pro- and and profitability on your end that as long as you continue to work the business, the business will work for you. There's a lot of cognitive dissonance where you just, you're not really thinking about things and you're not really like objectively, really critically thinking it and, and looking at things. Yeah. And all you're doing is you're investing a little bit more time and energy so that you're 
more invested emotionally and monetarily invested. And even the point that her giving you this free invite to go to this conference that you had to pay for three months in advance, then ensures her because you've already bought the plane ticket, you've already booked the hotel, you're already excited to go, you're already telling everybody you're going to get to see Donald Trump speak, and you're so excited about this whole thing, and you're going to meet all these people, and it's going to be great. Now you have to stay in the business for three more months. And I have to stay in the business for three more months, even though I'm not making a single dime, right. I'm not getting any, any reps or customers. Because you're so looking I'm, forward to this thing that you're spending more money on to go. So you're spending yep. money every month to stay in so that you can go to the yep. thing to spend more money. Yep. And, and get this, right? So the time comes when uh, my 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 thirty day uh, thing expires. A low level regional vice president calls, and she sounds a lot like former Texas Governor Ann Richards. You know the very you know the Southern accent, the whole the, the whole sweet homey thing. And she's like, she's like, bless uh, your yeah. heart. <laughs> she's like, yeah. So I know you haven't really got any customer. It sounds it's showing here that you don't really have any reps or customers. What's going on with that? Uh, I was wondering if I can do something to help. I said, well, and I told her every, everything that happened and she just labeled it as an excuse. And she's like, look, look here, mister, you have, you have, a, you have a few days to get here. And if you don't, you're not going to make a single dime. And then she hangs up. Well, at that point I am, I am, I am enraged. I call her back and I don't appreciate anything, any of that that she said to me. So I just, I, I shout some obscenities. I say, you know, uh, in the clean version of like you honestly think you're a big shot look you can't take any of that with you when you go you're gonna you're gonna go to the you're gonna go to the gray the same place as anybody else you don't call you don't call or talk to me or ever speak to me that way again you understand click yeah, yeah. That, that's again it's like this toxic positivity and this like air of thinking that you're more important than somebody because of these artificial ranks that mean nothing um yeah it is it is so toxic And again, when you question it, you're given these very superficial answers. Like, well, that's how it is in corporate America too. You know, if you can't handle it here, you can't handle it there. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So I call my, I call my upline up. I tell them exactly what happens. And I said, look, I'm going to do this Baltimore trip, but after that (laughs) I'm done. I'm going to go to this thing I'm going to, but once that thing is done, I'm probably also going to be done. Yeah. And at that point, he, he's kind of tired of me because I haven't, I, not only have I not made him any money, I haven't brought reps or customers or anything. And all you're doing is, is you're just him. a big noise. You're just a yeah. big negative noise. You're just yeah. a hater. You're just a bitter hater who just won't stop asking questions. So he says, what is the point of you're going to Baltimore if you're not going to do this, if you're not going to be committed? Okay. You're just, you know, right now, he's like, I hate to say this, Russ, but you're dead weight to me. Okay. You're dead weight. You said that as I was drinking water, I almost spit everywhere. What? Yeah. Dead weight. How dare somebody say that to somebody? Like you're dead weight to me. Yeah. How, how like emotionally manipulative and vile. And, and I said, look, I've already made a commitment to go. I've already booked my flight. I've already paid my part of the hotel bill. I've already registered for this event. I'm going to get my money's worth while I'm there. Yeah. Mine is, okay. If nothing else, it's a vacation away for a couple of days. Exactly. So he- Get so some he, crabs. <laughs> Eat some crabs in Maryland. <laughs> yeah. So he calms down 
he apologizes and he says, <sighs> all right, Russ, I'll tell you what. Okay. I know you tried hard. I know you weren't Love very bombing. successful. So here's what I'm going to do. While you're in Baltimore, I'm going to get some customers and I'm going to sign them up underneath you. So that way you have a base when you come back. He's going to stack you. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. Well, thank you. I really. Right. And you're like, oh my that. God, thank you. That's what I need. Yeah. That's what I can't do. <laughs> exactly. That's the basis of this whole entire business. And it's the thing I can't do. Thank you so much for doing that for me. I was stacked too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the time to go to Baltimore comes, I'm really excited. Um, we, I fly out, I fly into Baltimore to Baltimore, Washington international airport. Uh, my, my uplines ex-girlfriend brother picks me up. We get in the shuttle. We go over to the, uh, hunt Valley Inn. um, over in Hunt Valley, which is like, you know, a hop, skip and a jump away from Baltimore. Um, and I get to meet, you know, the, the mom, uh, you know, and I get to see the, the ex-girlfriend and, and yeah, they were, they were very hospitable. They were, they were love bombing. They were nice. And so, yeah, I felt more comfortable there. Um, but it, at the same time, it was awkward because I'm staying with people I've never met right. once again. <laughs> like, like a student abroad, like in a hostel, like, can I stay on your couch stranger? And they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. Um, like couch surfing, MLM. Yes. MLM couch surfing is what it is. Yeah. And so we, so, so every day we're there, we have to buy light rail tickets to get on the light rail, head to Baltimore and go to the Baltimore Convention Center. So that's another expense. What's, what's a ticket for the day? 10 bucks or so? Something like that, yeah. And how many days? Three days? Three days. So that's $30, which, yep. you know, isn't that much. But when you're not making any money and it's a business expense, it's just, yeah. it puts you $30 more in the hole. You're supposed to be getting yep. out of the hole, not digging yourself deeper into the hole. Exactly. Right. And there's, there is this, uh, there's this fare inspector on that light rail train and he's, you can tell, by the way, he is looking for someone to bust. He wants to bust people. And if he can't do it because people are obeying the rules, he gets a little pissed off. Um, so he gets on the train and he says, fair inspection. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.